Hendricks here, and joining us from Housing Whitefish, we have the Executive Director, Daniel Sitter. Good yeah. morning. Good, Good to morning, have you with sir. us today. Now, you have had quite a bit of success with this uh, program, uh, whipping together a heck of a lot of money to help people pay their rent. Yes, thank you. Um, a- absolutely. So the Whitefish Workforce Assistance Program is a program that we've just launched. Um, really, the impetus was there's people in Whitefish that need support making rent. Uh, we've mm-hmm. heard from the business community. We've heard from local elected officials. Um, and there's a lot of people that have been displaced. They've had to move out of Whitefish, out of the Flathead. Uh, and we've heard that and agree that there's value in people staying, people that living mm-hmm. or working in town have the ability to live in town. Well, we've had some workforce shortages in Whitefish, particularly in the restaurants, and uh, some of them were having to close. Exactly. Yep. So we've taken all that feedback from some of our partners, the Chamber of Commerce, Explore Whitefish, um, the city, and really came up with this idea. We we modeled this program after a program in Winter Park, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're accepting applications right now. Oh, Winter great. Park is my favorite place in the world to ski. Gosh, that's a great place to ski. Mary, so Mary Jane, too, yeah. Oh, Mary Jane and Mary Jane's backside. Yep. Yeah, you've been there, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, how are we able to adapt this idea for they had at Winter Park? Uh, because that's a much larger area. Uh, well, surprisingly, we're actually bigger here. With the town of Winter Park and that, that area yeah. is a little bit smaller. So um, really what we did is I connected with the folks that ran, run that program. Uh, kind of got the sense for how they do it. Um, and then really adapted it here. So Mm -hmm. really the bones of the program is if you live and work in Whitefish, if you're making um, under the median income, so for one person that's 58,000, about $800 a year. And then the kicker is if you're paying more than 30% of your income towards rent, uh, then you're eligible for this program. And you're eligible for up to $4,800 per year um, for rental subsidy. Yeah, that's like 400 bucks a month. Exactly. Toward your rent. That's a big help. Yep. Yeah. How long uh, How long does that go? Um, so you can apply essentially once a year. So okay. uh, let's say you have three months remaining on your lease. Um, you can apply for 12 months. After three months, we're going to have to re-verify uh, just that your lease is still current. Then you have mm-hmm. another year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's essentially a 12-month that we're saying, hey, we'll support you for up to 12 months. Or if you're intending to move after that or, you know, through the end of your sure. lease. Okay, now is that uh, that 4,800, you said up to 4,800. Yes. So there must be a balancing. Yeah, so the, how we have it is we're not going to pay more than 25% of your total rent cost. Okay. So, you know, that's one cap. Um, and then our goal is to get folks as close to 30% of their income towards rent. Okay. So if somebody's at 35% of their income towards rent, and it only is going to take them $200 to okay. get down to 30%. We'll do $200 per month. Okay. Um, so we have a little formula yeah. that we plug yeah. in yeah. and it spits yeah. out. Now, the we're, reason we're, I ask is my wife used to work at North Valley Hospital, and we figured it out when she transferred to Logan, or it mm-hmm. was then Kalispell Regional. It was like getting a $100 a month raise because she was saving that much on gas. Yeah. Now it's huge. <clears throat> So where does the money come from to make this program work? Yeah, so we have uh, $200,000 from the city. Um, so mm-hmm. we're, this is a pilot year. Um, so, you know, just throwing, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're going to try, adapt. So uh, the city's given us $200,000, and we said we'd match the additional hundred. dollars um, So we've gotten twenty-five dollars from the Chamber of Commerce. 
Uh, we have a partnership with Explore Whitefish, um, and so they're um, the Community Sustainability Fund. Mm -hmm. um, so businesses contributing to that, we're getting 25 from there. Uh, the Foley Family Foundation kicked in uh, 15, and then some of the other businesses, Whitefish Mountain Resort, uh, Glacier Jet Center, um, Glacier Restaurant Group have done 15. So we still have about 20,000 that we're looking to raise to kind of fill our fundraising gap for our, our initial goal. But you're still gonna go ahead and launch the program. Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. We, um, I think right now we've had about 15 people apply uh, and about 60,000, if we were to apply or um, fully fund everybody, it'd be about $60,000 would be eligible for this next year. Hmm. Okay. So that keeps you well under budget then. <laughs> So far, we have we're gonna have four application cycles. Um, mm -hmm. So quarterly, so March fifteenth, June fifteenth, um, you know, and mm -hmm. so on. So yeah. our, you know, the goal is to, if, if somebody's eligible, um, we want to make sure that we can we can assist them. How can they prove their eligibility to you? Yes. Um, so what we're asking for in the application, um, we have uh, pay stubs for the last couple of months, first page of the tax return. Um, if you're a newer employee, we're asking for a, a letter from your employer. Um, and then we have um, just our application that has, um, you know, we're, we're asking like, are you applying as a single person living alone? Are you a single person living with roommates? Um, and are you are you applying as a household? Um, so we will, the, the key part is that the, the landlords are also gonna have to approve and assign, sign an agreement. Um, just to say, hey, we're going to accept the funds um, uh -huh. and that they're going to essentially say, hey, to the best of our knowledge, this is the, the person's full-time residence um, mm -hmm. and that they um, are living there. Okay, now, Daniel, uh, Housing Whitefish is kind of the clearinghouse that expedites this, makes it happen. But as far as the money that's coming in from, like, the restaurants, mm -hmm. that uh, is there a surcharge at the restaurant level or they're just dedicating their percentage or so the funds that we've received so far for this have just been donations okay um, mm -hmm. so we do have a relationship as i said with explore whitefish and there's the community sustainability fund um, so there's a number of businesses that participate it's a voluntary fee that businesses put on to their you know their ticket right. and it's one percent uh, okay. and so for we receive 50 percent of the restaurant collection um, so if you're eating at a, at a restaurant that has the community sustainability fund, half of that money um, or half of your 1% right. uh, is coming mm -hmm. over to Housing Whitefish. <clears throat> yeah. All right. And so uh, um, I guess the question is, uh, is this enough? Is this enough to solve the problem? No. The short answer is no. Um, how we're viewing this is it, it's a short-term program. Um, if in five years we're still doing the same thing, um, not – you know, I, th I think at the root of this, uh, a subsidy at this level, um, there's such a, a need and such a demand. Mm -hmm. So many people are paying more than 30, more than 50% of their mm -hmm. income towards rent. And that's a lot of money that we'd have to raise every year. Um, so it, it's, it's really an opportunity for us right now to do something, um, to help us uh, launch a program, start. And I see it more as a connection with landlords and property owners to build that relationship. Um, but, you know, our other project that we're looking to do or, or have a PUD that passed the city of Whitefish is our um, the second phase of the Alpenglow uh, ah. apartments. So mm -hmm. um, our strategy is kind of this, like, let's have some programs while we're also building. Um, and then we also know that there's about 400 multifamily units that have been approved in Whitefish. Um, and so we're hoping that over the next couple of years, those do get built out. Uh, and then some of them will be deed restricted. Um, so we, we know there's going to be more affordable housing coming. 
probably not going to be enough, um, but it's, it's a part of the strategy. It seems to me that uh, uh, just building more houses uh, isn't going to solve the problem. Well, there's a lot of demand for this area. Um, I think if we take a step back and we look at the growth of the flathead, the growth and popularity of, of whitefish, I personally don't see that changing. Um, so there's going to be constant demand on our, on our community. Um, what I like to say is we need to secure the base. We need to secure those, those homes that are affordable, and we need a partner. So um, Kim Morisaki at the Northwest Montana Community Land Trust, right. mm-hmm. you know, how, how can, when we're building, how can we ensure that it's going to be affordable in perpetuity for the next 30, 60, 90 years? So are you involved in her program? Um, Kim and I work, um, we, we have, we don't have a tangible thing we're working on right now. Um, mm-hmm. but we're always talking about, Hey, if, if housing whitefish is going to do any home ownership, um, it'd be a great opportunity for them to hold the land, be able to, cause they're, they're really great at finding folks to purchase those homes, um, and running mm-hmm. that, that system. Well, we talked with, uh, Kim and, um, uh, their partnership Habitat with uh, for Habitat Humanity. for Humanity earlier in the week. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it seems like. It seems like that may be a better answer than just let's see if we can just flood the market with more houses. Yeah, and I think we just we have to. I think if if money or programs are coming from the state, especially, there has to be some sort of permanent affordability. And the reason is, if if you're getting a one time subsidy and then the house sells, but there's no way to ensure that the person that's selling it it's going to another income qualified household. It's a one-time mm-hmm. subsidy. Yeah. So when we're able to do the permanent affordability through a land trust or a deed restriction with income, that's continued over time, right? So somebody can um, get into a home with a subsidy, but it's also gonna ensure that the next person that get, gets in qualifies. Um, so it's not just kind of vanishing. It, it just, uh, and, and seeing this whole thing develop, uh, this inflation thing over the last couple of years, Robin and I have been sitting here watching all this, and we're saying, now, wait a minute. You know, uh, something's not quite right here. This whole uh, economy is, uh, it's not some Paul that uh, that lands over the top of, you know, some magic Paul that lands over the uh, Happy Valley and, you know, is causing us to pay more and causing us to have to leave. There's other issues involved, and there's got to be, and there's got to be a way to identify those and solve them. You know, I think people think about housing, it's, it's a very acute issue, right? You're um, everybody, not everybody, but for those of us that are fortunate enough to have housing and permanent housing, um, know how hard it is to maintain that. And yeah. I think that the, um, you know, we kind of have to take a step back here and think about the ecosystem of round housing. And if you think about housing as an investment tool and a way to gain wealth, either through short-term rentals or corporate ownership of, of housing, um, then that's really hard for everyday people to maintain. Um, so I think there's really a high level, and this is kind of, you know, taking a step back and looking at the housing is. Well, as I'm, a, I'm glad that's what, exactly what I want as you a, to do. As a commodity, right? It's, yeah. it's not something that we, if we value shelter as a basic human need, um, it, it's, it's really hard to then also value housing as a, you know, as an investment opportunity and an investment vehicle. So there's just a lot of misalignment in, honestly, values around how we see housing, um, and that's that's a conversation I do love. I love having that one. So okay, you know. <laughs> All right. So let's circle back now. Yeah. The program is out there right now. Uh, you're taking applications now. We are. Yep. So our website, housingwhitefish.org. 
Um, I have all the, the program criteria on there. We have FAQs. Um, and, you know, right now, if people have questions, if they're, if they're wondering if they're eligible, we just encourage folks to, to reach out, send us email, give us a call. Um, I'd love to chat with folks and just talk through, you know, what, what their situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the way we have it is that folks that are living in the zip code or in the city limits are priority. And then we go after that to the zip code. And then if you're working in Whitefish, but you don't live in the zip code, you can still apply. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you're just not weighted as heavily. Um, so we, we do encourage folks that just, if you're working in Whitefish um, full-time, we say about 32 hours a year, um, and we also identify that there are seasonal jobs. So mm-hmm. around 1,600 hours a year in Whitefish is what, what, okay. what the Okay, 32 criteria. hours a week, basically. Exactly. You're saying. Yep. Yeah, and now my understanding is you've got to have all the applications in by March 15th. March 15th is when we're going to start reviewing the applications. Okay. So if you missed the deadline or, you know, you're still looking for housing, uh, June 15th is the next deadline. Um, but, yes, we're accepting applications until March 15th. And then our goal is to get get funds out by April 1st. Um, so we'll have a lot of work to do in those oh, two you weeks. Are. You got about 15 days. <laughs> so, you know, that's the goal right now. Um, there's a lot that we're going to have to do in those 15 days to just yeah. um, get everything out. But that's what we're shooting for. Well, congratulations for getting the funding together to make this happen. And uh, we're all going to stand back and let's see if this uh, turns out to be the success that it was in Winter Park. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel Sitter, thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank you for having me. You bet.